Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're looking at how some investors are investing today. There's no question we're living in uncertain times. The stock market is pushing valuations that frankly can't be supported by the current level of profitability in the economy. So what's driving it? I feel like we need to go back to basics and talk about how investments are made, or at least how they should be made in my view. Money comes to you through one of three mechanisms. Number one, earned income. Number two, residual income. And number three, capital gains. If we're talking about investing, then it's coming out of either number two or number three, either residual income or capital gains. Residual income, by definition, means a business is generating positive cash flow. Capital gains either happens because you bought something at a deep discount to its true value, or the value increased from the time you bought it. It's really that simple. There aren't too many other choices. In order to make a good investment, you need to be able to assess which of those is at play. Is there positive cash flow payable to investors, and if so, how much? If there's a capital gains play or a value play, are you buying the business at a discount, or are they on a trajectory to create enough value from today's purchase price that you know you're making a good buy? And if you can't give an affirmative, quantifiable answer to one of those two questions, I'm starting to lose track of what you're doing. It drifts out of the realm of investing into the sphere of speculating. How on earth are you going to evaluate the value of a company that can't provide any forward guidance on revenue or earnings? Many publicly traded companies in the most recent investor communications have declined to offer forward guidance. Don't get me wrong, the executives are doing the right thing. They've got zero ability to provide meaningful guidance, and if they gave a number, they'd be making it up out of thin air. So why have people been piling back into the stock market in recent weeks? makes no sense to me. Quite simply, the investments are being made based on a belief that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury will print as much money as it takes to save key sectors of the economy. If you believe the airlines will be saved by the government, then Delta Airlines and maybe British Airways might be a good investment, right? Or if you believe that the cruise lines will be saved, then Carnival Cruise Line would be a good investment. The only thing that makes the investment a little bit better than another is the notion that the Fed is going to somehow save the company, no matter what it takes. But folks, that's not the same thing as investing in a company based on fundamentals. In a few short weeks, the stock market has gone from one where investors invested in companies to one where investors are front-running the Fed, expecting the Fed's going to pump enough money into it, and it's a good investment at any price. I'm trying to imagine myself standing in front of an investor discussing a capital investment. I'm pitching the history of the company, which existed in a context that is no longer today's context. My only argument is the company probably won't die. The company will get through this to fight another day. The Fed's got our back. That doesn't say anything about the terms of the infusion of cash. How much is a grant versus a loan? Will the new money come with any strings attached? Is the investor equity going to be diluted as a result of the infusion of government money? There's so many unanswered questions that it's impossible for an investor to make sense out of it. But here's the problem with stimulus money. It breeds dependence. It's like giving a hit of cocaine to a cocaine addict. You can't just wean the addict off the drug by cutting them off cold turkey. They're going to want more and more. In the wake of the 2008 financial crisis, the U.S. went through four rounds of money printing. They call it quantitative easing, and the U.S. has gone through two rounds in as many months under this crisis. There's a further $750 billion currently being debated in Congress. The Fed 
doesn't have the power to grant money directly. They only have the power to lend money. They're lending money to the U.S. Treasury. The money will actually be coming from the government, and the terms of those cash infusions hasn't been fully disclosed. What I'm seeing in the market right now is that people are making investment decisions based on who's getting the government handout. The government handout that's being helicopter dropped from the sky, falling on some and leaving others behind. Don't get me wrong, survival is a good thing. And if you've decided you want to hold on to a liquid investment, like the shares of your favorite public company, then you definitely want to understand the story. But that's not the same thing as making a new investment, expecting that you're going to get residual income, or perhaps you're securing the knowledge that you're buying a bargain at today's price. For the time being, I'm parking funds on the sidelines in physical metal or in real assets where I feel comfortable that the earnings and cash flow from those businesses are secure. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>